Hello and welcome to a preamble of the uh, podcast you're about to listen to. So for uh, context, we uh, recorded this episode uh, and uh, we said to start, like, there's no, uh, there's no, like, big news story. It's kind of like a slow uh, news day. But, uh, like, the day before we recorded this, um, the, uh, the British government down in Westminster, uh, uh, vetoed a like piece of uh, like pro-trans legislation that uh, the Scottish government in Hollywood recently passed. It was uh, something like you could uh, legally change your uh, gender at sixteen, and uh, Rishi Sunak, our beloved uh, hedge fund billionaire, uh, dictator for life, uh, used was it Section Thirty Five. Which is uh, which is like a veto clause baked into our like incredibly shy Scottish constitution, which basically says that if like Westminster doesn't like like any policy whatsoever, they could just toss it in the fucking bin. Uh, which is great. I love uh, I love democracy. Don't we folks? We love it. We love uh, we love uh, devolution and all its uh, you know wonderful promises but uh yeah this is uh this is not great if you're like not if you're just trans but like gay in general like lgbt in general like the tories can just shit can any like mildly liberal fucking policy and like this is the first time they've done this as well like this has been a clause going back to the 90s when the uh Parliament was first formed, but this is like the first time they've done this for some weird reason. So, again, like the Tories uh, are just like one fucking uh, like bad day away from just being the fucking uh, like neo Nazi party from V for Vendetta. So, uh, so if you're British, uh, or if you're just like living like any European country, uh, you can. Uh, there's a few charities you can donate to if you want to like contribute to the fight, the uh, the good fight. Uh, it's LGBT Scotland, which is like a, a youth Scotland, which is a like youth group based we're part of. Uh, there's Stonewall Mermaids, like a bunch of charities you can like donate to, and they're usually pretty solid in a uh, fighting against shit like this. Or you could just. Uh, like, throw a brick at Sunak, just like, just like, if you live down in London or you live near there, just like, throw a brick at him, because like, I, I couldn't really imagine like, anyone worse than the fucking like, cavalcade of clowns we've had, but man, yeah, it's, it's like, Sunak is, he, he really is like, almost as bad as Johnson, like, he's basically Boris Johnson without the alcoholism. So, yeah, great. I'm looking forward to uh, Sir Keir coming in to save us uh, next year in the general election. So, uh, yeah, the... so long, I guess. <laughs>
Uh, hello, welcome to uh, Gale Boys, the podcast that you're currently listening to. Uh, I'm joined as always by my uh, friend and co-host Liam. Hello, everybody. How's it? I hope everyone's is surviving these really, really cold uh, uh, salad days of January when we're taping this. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's not much has happened in between our last two episodes. Mostly just. Uh, mostly just small stuff, um, but I think we'll get into the thing that I think is hilarious. This is very petty and personal, but I, I think it's really fucking funny. Uh, Jordan, would you like to uh, tell the audience what happened? Yeah, I got uh, banned on Twitter by uh, free speech uh, lover Elon Musk, the fucking uh, bore motherfucker that he is. Uh, banned me for, I would say why he banned me, because it's like this dumb and petty, but I, uh, I got into a fight with... Uh, with Nick Fuentes, uh, if you know who he is, then I feel bad for you because he's like, he's one of those, he's like Alex Jones. Like ten years ago, he was just some like obscure fucking like water filter salesman. Like he had to be online to know who he is, but now like just everyone knows now. Like thanks to you know meme culture and uh, you know thanks to that fucking like Louis Farouk documentary. Uh, that came out last year, like, everyone knows who this fucking booger-eating Nazi is, yeah, and it doesn't help that fucking, uh, like, Kanye had him as his, like, fucking Svengali uh, presidential advisor. That's, 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 that's bad, yeah. Because, uh, he's someone who I have, I have actively tried desperately to read as little about him as possible, because, like, he's a <laughs> vile human being, like, Knowing he's like 22, he's a child basically, and you know, and he's out there like he has this fucking weird cult of other like children that follow him. They keep posting fucking Pepe memes, and it's just it's just soul crushing to read. You're like Jesus Christ. This if if Hitler were alive, he would he would think he'd failed in raising the master race. Yeah, this is uh like if I had to compare uh like Fuentes somebody it'd be like a fucking um like if hitler had a Rasputin, like somebody that just like poured <laughs> uh like honey into his ear and uh like that's actually i suppose good... there is like there, there is like one like historical figure uh i can't remember what the fuck his name was again uh it's gonna bother me now he was like he was like kind of like that for hitler he's like uh He's like a quasi-mystic kind of con man. Oh, what the fuck is his name again? Goebbels? No, no, no. He was a uh, he was a weirdo freak as well, but it was yeah. someone else. Uh, have to look into have that. you seen um, uh, Kingsman Three? Uh, no, but I, I I watched the post-credit scene. I was like, oh man, I might actually have to watch this. <laughs> Do you know uh, Daniel Brill's character from that? I think he's, he like plays a real-life character. Um. I don't I, I know I didn't know he was in it uh but uh, that's actually very curious to know that he is in it uh yeah uh Harrison that's his name uh yeah he's like uh he was some like like 1920s like con man who would like convince Hitler that fucking astrology is real and like he like inadvertently like told him to do the holocaust fucking 15 years before it happened Damn. and uh yeah that's uh that's kind of like what Fuentes is for uh, Kanye West. That's uh, <laughs> oh, that's that 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 paints a picture of like now. Just the visuals in my head now are just wild. 
But um, I, I do think the reason I find it so funny that you got you got uh, shit you got shit faced on Twitter uh, is because like e- Elon Musk is in is is so pathetic now because he seems to be like he wants people like Eels My- uh, Ian Miles Chong to think he's cool, uh-huh. which is like he's like he's cowing to people like a, a fucking guy named Cat Turd on Twitter. And it's like you, you sad. Man. Uh, you trying uh, to get these people to think you're fucking cool? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Man? Yeah, uh, for the uninitiated, Ian Miles Chong used to have like uh, he used to have like his own fucking uh, like corner in some video game magazine that was like Incel Corner or something. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, it was you know, it was like what's called Incel Corner, and it was just like Jesus. He would do fucking articles about how like uh, video games suck now because uh, Lara Croft isn't as uh, epic and sexy as she used to be. It's depressing stuff. Yeah, no, and then like he is such a fascinating guy because um, like he was for a while a big figure in that in that weirdo like GamerGate circle, and then GamerGate died down, and now he's like <sighs> in this he's in this weird position where. People like people in those weirdo circles still like speak to him, but he doesn't have the pull that he used to. Like so, and, and if you, it's so funny because he's like all he's like hyper into American politics, yet he's never left Malaysia, which I think is fucking hilarious. <laughs> like he's like the he's a Westaboo. He's literally a Westaboo. Yeah, this uh, like I don't know what fucking uh, American did to that country, but there is like a weird contingent of like of like America stands throughout. Uh, countries like malaysia and uh well like indonesia like i know what they did in indonesia but there is like there are these weird like pockets of fucking like as you see uh like ameribus sprinkled all throughout fucking uh like uh japan as well japan is like big into that that like, one, that one, one really of my favorite uh, my mind considering... one of my favorite uh 4chan copy passes is like it's uh it's like Hideo kojima wearing a cowboy hat and the like green text is uh I want to move to Texas and uh, ride uh, horses all day. <laughs> you know that's the thing about four chan green text is four chan is a cesspool, but every now and then something real fucking brilliant comes out of there. Like um like that one uh, that's talking about like Harry Potter, the criticism of Harry Potter. <laughs> that one's actually the, uh. one of the best pieces of like criticisms of media I've read, and it's a fucking four chan post. Every now yeah, Fortran's interesting because it's mostly just like white supremacist pepe shit, but then occasionally you'll get like something interesting will pop up on TV. Uh, like Deus Ex is big there, and occasionally you'll see like something funny come of that. But yeah, Fortran is a uh, chans part of like that weird like right wing uh, triumvirate of like Fortran something awful and uh, like eight chan. Like, if you know what fucking A-Chan is. A-Chan is uh, probably at this point most famous for creating QAnon, which um, they're not Uh. even on. Like, you got to get a Tor browser to go there now, if you can even get that. Like, (laughs) I feel like it's like like getting, like, a drug deal. Like, you got to go to, like, a dark corner in an alleyway somewhere to get a fucking key to get on there. Because it is, like, I mean, knowing, like, the founders are, like they've peddled child they're like they're peddlers of child pornography it's like it's a it's a dangerous fucking place to go to so i wouldn't recommend anyone go there because you'll probably get on a watch list yeah you need like a private line wire or else you're 
fucking uh, hard drive just explodes. Yeah, the FBI but, will uh, give you a phone call. Yeah. Where were you on January 6th, 2021? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, fucking, uh, yeah, it's like JFK. They'll fucking uh, drag you in front of court to... Uh, <laughs> to answer for your crimes of, uh, of uh, browsing fucking like one of my favorite stories of uh it wasn't last year but like two years ago was fucking uh 8chan was following uh was it like bitcoin with fucking uh child porn embedded in it oh, which man. is like the most libertarian thing i've ever, oh, ever read about <laughs> oh you know what you know what they whoever whoever did that kind of deserved it it's like <laughs> bitcoin 4chan and child pornography that is the libertarian like coat of arms right there yeah that's uh like the future elon musk actually wants like if you strip away all the like free speech bullshit he just wants like he just like wants his own like private fiefdom where he could just like hang around and he wants to build harass. i think he wants to build i think he saw elysium and he wants to build that he wants uh, to build this like utopia in the sky where everyone's rich and white and just looks down on all the poor south africans that they torture like kind of sounds like jodie foster in that as well like jodie foster's putting on some like weird british accent we may have to do that movie because there is some like the fact that the, that movie came out i did not care for it but now it's like it's gonna turn 10 this year and i feel like they're considering you know neil blomkamp is a south african there is a real darkness mm. to that movie <laughs> And like he's clearly like lived through some shit, and he's and he's kind of explaining like we're not far off from this, and, and you, you see that like wall city they want to build in Saudi Arabia. It's like, well, I think we're already kind uh, of there at this point. Yeah, spec ops the line, and it's just like I know you want to talk about that at some point because uh, that's another one of those like our games that came out oh, that, a decade ago. That's that game, just gonna that be like, fine wine. That game is so. That game is like even more radical now than it was back then because it's like it's a game that's like yeah the cia is all filled with fascist fucks and everyone in the military deep down wants to just uh, just a psychopath who wants to enact fascist fantasies like it is like the fact that game even got made is is quite impressive and like exists in the state that it does yeah but... especially like another company that uh made it like they did like a bunch of weird fucking like uh like army shooters in the 90s like you know those fucking ps1 games where you're like flying through the fucking panama canal bobbing yeah. people yeah it's just uh. like this is like this is like your um your 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 coming to home term you're like we've, we've we've done some bad things we need to atone for our sins in a way but um uh, to get off the topic um we're may as well also get into um oscar nominations are out and it's the worst fucking group of nominations i have seen in years i would i would argue yeah, it's, uh, that's not good, folks. Like, the movie we're going to be talking about today is features prominently on there, which is very fucking funny, oh, but yeah, man. it's, uh, it's oh, not good. Man. I, I just love that, like, and it seems to be a running theme where no one in the Academy knows what subtext is. Like, you know, like, this is like when, when Parasite won all those Oscars. It's like, you fucks, like, clearly... Mm -hmm. Bong Joon-ho hates everyone in this fucking room. And when like Jordan Peele won like the Oscar for Get Out and that whole what we, when you actually look into what that movie is actually about, you're like, man, you guys, uh, you either don't understand it or you just willfully ignored it and just. Oh, my favorite is uh, Obama having the card counter on like oh, his man. top tip last last <laughs> year, which is just, I don't know how if like 
how if you run like CIA uh, black site torture camps, you could watch that film and just not think mm, maybe I, I think uh, I'm in the wrong here. A complete sociopath. I really do. I think you just have yeah. to be that level of disconnected from because I mean, look, all presidents are war criminals. Really, when you get to it, like even the quote good ones are like fucking like Bill Clinton, like fucking bombed uh, yeah. after the did run did that bombing raid after the sex scandal. Yeah, he'd uh, he dropped like many nukes on fucking uh, Serbia, which is still like I saw some news article last week of like there are still uh, like children being born with fucking buff defects because of that. Yep. So always remember, like, there are no good American pre- there are no good world leaders in general. The ones who are yeah. don't live very long. <laughs> no, unless uh, unless you're like a wholesome Catholic like JFK, you get your head blown off. Even then, yeah, he's, on, he uh, says, I, I, think, I think segregation is bad, and then boom, fucking dead. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't like commit to the fucking, like, yeah. That's what happens when you like think you're actually the president. Just like some guy will come along and kill you. That's like, like that... I'm convinced, like, if Watergate didn't happen the way it did, then Nixon just, like, winds up dead in a fucking, like, bin somewhere. That is, I mean, Oliver Stone really does get into that in that movie. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. some stuff in that that I, I firmly believe did happen. I really, like, that whole racetrack thing when we, we will do that movie at some point because that's a fucking, but we're getting off topic. So our, our main event today is we're discussing a movie that I have been building up for the last two episodes now um, it's an incredibly fascinating film and i'm not sure how you you really feel about it um because you saw it fairly recently but we're discussing uh tar which is written produced directed by todd fields his first film in 15 16 years and this thing is it's something yeah uh it came out like a week ago here and I saw it with a friend of mine and uh, surprisingly, uh, it wasn't like busy, busy, because it's like, I don't want to say obscure movie, but like, you have to be like into movies to really know about it. So it was like somewhat busy. And yeah, it was, uh, you re- I've said it before, but like, you really just don't see films like this anymore. Like, no. Especially like political movies like this. Yeah, no, and it's interesting because, um, this isn't a political movie per se, but it, it the, mm-hmm. the the things that it gets into and it discusses really do feel. It's one of those movies that's of the times, but it's not cringeworthy. Like it, it really does capture where we are as a as a as a, as a people now. We're just all like completely fucked up and insane, and you know, and yeah, ego running rampant kind of thing. Like and. I think it works because Todd Fields um, is not uh, dialed into the culture that much. He's he's off Twitter. He's he doesn't really do much. When he's not making movies, he's like, I don't fucking know what he does. Yeah, he's like uh, he's kind of like an outsider looking in, which is funny because like some of the movies he's been involved in, like he's in fucking uh, Eyes Wide Shut as a uh, Tom Cruise's piano friend. Which is like I'm convinced he thought that was a documentary. Oh man! But uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting how like I said it before, but there's like there's two types of political movies. There's like like We Love in a Society, fucking like Knives Out Two, which is like been like nominated for best adapted screenplay, which Jesus. is just fucking baffling to me. Like 
<laughs> oh man, man, like, I saw okay. that. I was like, good. good. I mean, top. It's been a rough year. Top Gun Two's up for best screenplay. I'm like, fucking hell, it's been a bad year. Yeah, I still don't know who the bad guys in a Top Gun Two are. So yeah, the great screenplay there, uh, McCrary, very good. But uh, yeah, there's like there's like two types of movies. There's like liberal, uh, annoying, we love in a society shit, and then there's stuff like this, which is like it's topical, but in like a very weird way. I don't want to say this is like on a like an own the libs movie, because uh, it kind of is and kind of isn't. It has this like weird tight rope it walks around like who it's criticizing. I, th- I think it's it's one of those movies. It's it's very confrontational, you know. Because you said it's a there's that scene where it's pretty much a, a Ben Shapiro own the libs scene for like twenty <laughs> fucking minutes. That shit is bananas, man. That whole scene where and that kid is I feel so bad for that kid because his leg is fucking shaking the entire time and she's talking like if we firmly believe these white German Christian church going people were evil, it's like it is so and but also one of the things I think is like this is a movie that is it's confrontational because at the same time she ends up eating fucking crow because of that. So there is consequences for that because I think uh, Todd is very much a guy who he is. And that's one of the things I really love about this movie is that every character in this movie is completely repulsive and fucking evil. And like particularly Blanchett, who is just this character is fucking vile, absolutely fucking vile. Mm-hmm. But Fields always like rem- makes the audience remember this is still a human being who has flaws and has problems she's dealing with that we don't understand and it makes her feel more real than just like because you talk about knives out too everyone in that movie is a fucking caricature like edward norton is just doing a bad elon musk impression there's no deeper meaning to it it's just that whereas like fields gives lydia tar so many layers that you get you just you you begin to feel sympathy for her even though she is a just a fucking awful person dude is interesting because like the last movie he made, you said it before, but like Jackie Earl Haley is like an evil pedophile, but he's still like somewhat sympathetic, especially yeah. what happens to him at the end. Yeah, no. And this is kind of similar, like all the characters in this are like varying degrees of evil, but they're also like the actual people you should like, I don't want to say feel bad for, because again, like fuck uh, Tar, she's like. <laughs> She's like properly evil, but she has like, yeah, I kind of, uh, I kind of like understand uh, what's uh, what's going down here. I mean, I, I think but uh, yeah, that fucking scene where um, it's like the uh, she's on Twitter and she's watching like the uh, the hard bottom fucking like edit of that uh, of her chewing out that fucking uh, like SJW student is so fucking funny. Like the uh, the sweet 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 can was so oh god. Oh, this that movie. So fucking funny. That's what I love too. Is like, you know, this movie is so serious and so prestigious. It is like Fields is is there is like he's always been a has had a weird sense of humor. He was in Aqua Teen Hunger Force, so he clearly like has this. He's not above like being able to kind of like tickle the audience for time because there are scenes in this movie that I laughed out loud. Like that scene where she's in the apartment playing the accordion is just one of the most fucking amazingly unhinged moments of acting you'll see this year yeah that fucking uh like i kind of knew that was coming because it's 
if I, if I had to compare this movie to something, it'd be like, uh, it'd be fucking uh, Joker. Yeah. The, uh, that again does the, like, this character sucks, but he's also like, you should like feel somewhat bad for him. And like, again, you just like, ultimately why I enjoy movies like that is because like, the director is like, daring the audience to fucking like, engage with this. Yeah. yeah. In a way that like, other films just don't. I think this is, I think this is a lot better than Joker because I think the problem I have with Joker mm. as a movie is the fact that the movie's the Joker is trying so it's trying too hard to make um, Joaquin Phoenix sympathetic. Like it is like he kills yeah. his mom, but it's like she tied into a radiator and had the boyfriend molest him. It's like it's almost going out of its way to almost justify his behavior. Whereas this film does not do that. This film she does things like when she always has her students like let's do an hour of private lessons you and me like the film does not at all like show you anything but it is like yeah fields is not trying to make you feel like she, he he's viewing her as a person but he's not like making you sympathize with her at all because you can watch this whole movie and like not feel anything for this character it is so like it's, it's a it's daring that a movie like this would do that because they're are people nowadays that seem to think any movie that has bad people in it immediately is sympathizing with them? Yeah, especially when, like, everyone's trying to, like, emulate... I don't want to blame, like, cape shit for that, but, like, there really is no fucking, like, other fall guy for that. Like, people are just, like, too conditioned to accept fucking, like, stereotypical, uh, like, good guy versus bad guy movies. Yeah. Like, there are no like good people in this they're all like they all just suck and they all like suck for different ways like um mark strong's character who's not in this for very long uh he's like he's like a lawyer who like starts off as a friend but he's like he keeps bugging her about like oh uh, sure you're uh share your like techniques with me maybe and then uh that fucking scene where uh <laughs> Where she just sucks him at the concert. Oh man! Is, oh god, that's that, so fucking that whole, Two things: one, Mark Strong's wig in this movie is fucking un- unbelievable. <laughs> just, every t- I couldn't stop looking at it every, and I feel like that was an intentional decision because again, Todd is not about. Todd is such a fascinating guy that you see something like that and you think, well, I mean, he probably did that on purpose. Like the ending of this movie, like, is so fucking nuts that you'd be like, well, uh... he probably did that on purpose, but like. The whole movie, that is the, like, that whole scene comparing this to Joker, that is the whole Murray talk show scene where mm. everything has happened, this character is is fucking falling apart, and then we get to it boiling over and leading to just, it's just spectacular, the, the, the that scene where she's just having a mental breakdown midway through this fucking performance. Yeah, I do, like, uh... Like something would come of that concert because like the entire movie is just building to that unexpected like just like pulls a gun out and fucking mows down the audience but it's like she doesn't even get to perform she just like walks out on stage and socks the fucking uh like assistant uh maestro or whatever the fuck his name was she goes into like some weird self-imposed exile to vietnam which leads to Probably the funniest ending I've oh seen to a movie for a long time. I have been teasing this. I beg, I, I said, don't read anything. And we may as well say what the ending of this movie is. And by the way, uh, like again, spoilers for this movie. I feel like we should throw that up. 
earlier, but my god, just it, it comes out of nowhere. It is completely fucked. Like it just and the best part of that is is that that whole video game voice announcer is basically giving like <laughs> her a pet talk. It's like you will survive, you will find your way out of the weeds. It's like there's so many layers to it, this might be completely fucked. Like the way this movie starts, it, it has like half the credits are televised at the start for some reason. Like, because music is is the big thing about this movie. Like all the like orchestral stuff who did the music is as uh, at the start. And I noticed like like a like Monster Hunter, like the most recent Monster Hunter game, is referenced at the start in the credits. I was like. <laughs> Okay, maybe this is just like a obligatory like like background thing, I don't fucking know. But uh this movie ends with like Tars and fucking exiled in Vietnam or whatever and like her career's fucking over and like the only work she can do is just fucking like <laughs> is just composing fucking the soundtrack to Monster Hunter in front of like all these fucking like weebs that are dressed up. <laughs> that is just. I laughed like I have not laughed that hard at a movie in years. And I think it's again, it is like this is this is Todd Fields finally giving the character the punishment they deserve <laughs> because this is like you know you 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 now are with people that you really you 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 should probably be more associated with because you're 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 a, you're a shitty human being and naturally a shitty human being would be at a video game convention yeah that's uh that's like her curse now like what's so interesting about this movie is you never actually like you see her like play piano every once in a while but like you're constantly told that she's some like fucking prodigy, that she's the next Beethoven, that like everyone just loves her shit. But you don't really like know exactly how talented she is. Yeah. Like you don't get that fucking concert scene. You're just like you're just like told constantly, oh she's the best. And now she's like she's just like stuck doing fucking uh, like video game soundtracks. Like I can imagine her next gig is like like composing fucking Halo or whatever. Man, I would actually listen to that soundtrack though. I won't lie. But um, but one of the things I loved is the way the yeah, the 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 first twenty minutes of this movie is just like her being interviewed by this guy who is like you were hanging out with Bernstein and like you're like the next like it is so pompous and fucking self-aggrandizing but again it uh, it's it's a lie but it's also like again and this is how brilliant this movie's written is that it's pompous in a way that like people like this actually would act like this is not like trying to be it's satirical but it's not like overtly satirical it's so real again it's realistic to the point you're like yeah i could totally see shit like like a fucking conversation like this going down at like the new yorker or something yeah have you ever seen like a and a fucking uh, like the World Economic Forum just recently had its like big get together, and like any fucking talk from that is basically just the opening talk from this. Yeah. Like I saw fucking like Henry Kissinger being like tele interviewed, and it was just like the exact same thing. Like, so Mr. Kissinger, uh, please tell us uh, why you're so based in Epic when you killed all those uh, Cambodians. He's on my uh, top of my celebrity death pool this year. 
Cause I'm like he, he would never die. I know he would never die. <laughs> no, but I'm I am waiting for the day. He's my now that the queen's dead. He's my new um, waiting for this fuck to go, and I'm gonna celebrate when it happens. But no, I just and I love too like the the the, the slow burn and like, again the Joker comparison, the slow burn of this character just fucking losing it. Like there are like this movie, the way this is shot in particular is it's shot like a horror film. Because there's so much like there's a brilliant use of negative space in this movie where I it makes it, parts of this movie almost like feel like there's like a ghost in the house because she'll just be sitting in a room she, and there's like multiple scenes she goes out the door of her like Berlin apartment she's just looking around and like you're waiting for a fucking jump scare to happen it's 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 a brilliantly shot movie despite um, it's not a it's not the most stylish film of the year but it, there is like the way he uses negative space and lighting and particularly when she has those weird-ass fucking dream sequences where just everything goes fucking weird. Mm. Yeah, I've seen, like, very weird criticisms of this movie because, like, the way it's shot is, like, it's very flat. Uh, there's not a lot of colour in the movie. And it's just, like, you think that's not intentional. Like, that's exactly the way this character would love their life. Like, of course they would love in, like, a fucking, uh, like, warehouse-turned-fucking mansion. Like, of course, they'd love in this fucking concrete nightmare. Yeah, and I really do love the filmmaking of this because it is like, and that whole like, it, it is, uh, it's very deliberate and it's not, it's not trying. And that's again, I think, is why Todd is such a fascinating filmmaker is that the same with little children is that the way he, he, he does, he turns these, like little children, he takes the suburbs and makes it the most terrifying thing in the world. Like, everything in that movie feels artificial to the point where it's like we're not in the real world and this has a very similar feel all these concert halls these expensive dining rooms they feel like we're at like in the matrix or something like it is like just very odd and doesn't feel right yeah he like builds this world that's that's realistic but is also just completely fake one of the things i like about this is that tar is uh on top of being like a potential sex pest is just a total liar <laughs> like she just makes up uh, Leonard Bernstein as like a as like a sort of our god figure in this, and she's talking cause like oh my good uh, my good friend my mentor Bernstein, and it's like kind of revealed at the end that she just made that up, yeah. like she's never actually like met him. Yeah, no, and I I love the uh, the sex pest element of this is also something I think really hammers home this movie being like topical but not. Again, that scene where, let me give you some private lessons. And, like, they go into a room and you don't see uh, It's like, that's so chilling. Like, And it, it, the film's not really, like, it doesn't go out of, doesn't go full out and say she's a rapist. But there's enough little things that, that come, that's in the back of your mind the entire movie. And, again, it just, it, this is such an uncomfortable movie when you really think about it. Cause yes, like, it's kind of like ambiguous whether or not she's, like, that's the line she crosses which is uh again i just wish more movies did that like it just doesn't fucking like barf its lunch in front of the fucking audience like you have to like do the work and try and like yeah. put the pieces together to try and like figure out what's what's really going on here but uh yeah fucking uh god damn yeah the, like the music in this as well was weird because like there kind of isn't music like the only music comes from her like playing the piano or fucking conducting or yeah. I, I don't love, know what you think about that I love I 
love how uh, this film is so it, it's not a horror film but there's so many horror film elements to it like the lack of music the the incredibly like specific shot composition like it's funny because the composer of this uh hildur granito also did uh, joker which i think is well, the few pieces of music that are in here are actually composed by her which is kind of funny because it is like you know, Kate Blanchett's like miming composing and um, it's being done by someone else. I think that's a really fun little uh, little nod at Todd Fields like saying, yeah, this character is a complete fucking fraud. Yeah, the music in Joker is like, it's fucking great, but it's also like completely over the top. Yeah. Like I took a friend of mine to go see that and we were just like baffled at the fucking, uh, like that fucking bathroom dance where he just like, the music's blaring and like is this supposed to be funny uh I, 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 I love it she's but a, yeah she's a uh she's a protege of johan johansson uh he used to work for vela Nuve. he was gonna score uh, yeah. blade runner but unfortunately he died he passed away from it i think it was an aneurysm so she is like she was his protege so she's kind of carrying on like i'm mad as hell she didn't do the soundtrack for dune like i'm like get her she obviously <laughs> knows his style and like like joke joker's score is it's a fucked up music score. <laughs> I forgot how just, and it's a great score too. On top of that, it really is like as bombastic as it is. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it just somehow fits that movie perfectly, which is uh, like we're probably going to talk about it at some point. But Joker just like works somehow. Like yeah, no, that, that it really should. Like on paper, it really shouldn't, but it just does. I think it's un- yeah. That we'll we'll save our discussion for that. But again, this is a great. It's a great comparison film because, again, it is. This is the. And one of the things I love too about this movie, the discourse around this film, is I've seen so many interviews of this movie, Uh. reviews of this movie, where I have seen people walk on eggshells. Kermo did one. We should have a whole segment of the show. Mark Kermo says something fucking stupid. That should be a <laughs> mini segment of the show. But, I, I, I haven't uh, listened to his uh, oh review. Man, he is kind walking of on to... eggshells the entire fucking time. Like it's like he's like I know a <sighs> colleague of mine who I'm a very good friends with. She adores this film, but I don't agree. And he's like the reason it's so effective is because she's a woman. I'm like no that that's that's entirely not like. That's a part of it, but that's not the point of it. It's like, and then there's other people who reviewed it who don't understand it, where it's like, it's it's a movie about cancel culture. And like, really, that's a very small chunk of this yeah. movie. Like, that's there, but again, it's played for laughs. The scene where she's fucking going through Twitter is played entirely for laughs. Because <laughs> that's how Todd Fields views Twitter. It's like, this is stupid. This is completely fucking stupid. Yeah, it's fucking, uh, like, if you compare this to, like, I said this before, but like Hollywood's doing Me Too movies, like they did a fucking Weinstein movie oh, recently, so and it's just like, what oh. the fuck do you think you're doing? Like, yeah. you really think you're the ones to talk about this? Yeah, let's, let's have but uh, Field have... kind of gets away with it because he is like an outsider. Yeah, no, I, I just want to quickly get into that. I just, my God, when I heard that was getting made, I'm like, so you're gonna have all these actors cosplay as the people who stopped you enabling this fucking asshole yeah yeah fuck you for making this like no you don't get to make a weinstein movie hollywood like if you're a documentarian sure but you you can't you can't make a narrative film based on that but yeah going back to tar it's one of the reasons i think this movie works so well is because fields is not part of that he he's not on the red carpet he he very rarely has given interviews for this movie it's entirely blanchett who's gone out to promote it and I think it's, again, it's just someone who he's 
disconnected enough he can view this through a through a very um objective perspective and also like again he's he has the chops to write he has the writing chops to actually tell a story like this as opposed to like a bunch of like people who like browse twitter and like yeah he's uh he like like the whole cancel culture thing is just like it's just such a fucking dead horse now like guys oh, like yeah. ben shapiro have just ran that into the fucking ground but uh, fields actually does something interesting with it like like tar does deserve to fucking like go down but is it really like is it really instagram's fucking job to do that yeah, is it, i don't is think it, but so but also it's it's a question of is, is it her i mean she's a piece of shit but it's also the people around her like Mark Strong is just enabling her that entire first scene. It's like, oh, you're brilliant, and you have all these people just showering her with praise. Like I could do nothing wrong. I could I could shit on the floor and people will clap for me. Like it is like this this place that she's in. Also, it just completely has driven her to the point of like her narcissist. She's already narcissistic, but now it's in fucking overdrive because she's been called the next fucking Leonard Bernstein. Uh my favorite scene out of this is when she uh, goes home and watches all the uh, the Bernstein tapes and then her brother walks in and is like, oh, Rhonda, you're back. And I was like, oh, so she's uh, she's had to change her fucking name to like something completely different in order to be like accepted by fucking these like New York Times assholes. I feel like this movie would benefit from a second viewing. Because now that I know like, the shock and awe of the actual like events are, are over me, I like would love to see this again with like the uh, a pair of eyes knowing what's going to happen. But like I do love like the constant like she always refers to herself as a U-Haul trucker lesbian, which I think is just <laughs> fucking like it, it comes up a couple times, and it is something like identity is a big thing in this movie too. Of like this movie's so fucking rich, man, just so thematically fucking rich. <laughs> I would say she's like conservative. She just doesn't have time for like annoying they thems. Like that fucking student is like, if I was in that position, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, who cares? All these people are fucking dead. Like, who cares if they're like white? Yeah. It's like, man, that's. Did you did you notice a character uh, had painted fingernails? I did. I did. That was the yes. Uh, that's very uh, <laughs> that's very and again i think it's it's it's, it's this movie so deliberate and delicately crafted that i feel every little like again him shaking his fucking leg is just so goddamn that's sad yeah and the sad part is i actually agree with the statement that she is giving it's like you know yeah i you know i mean just because an artist is a piece of shit you don't have to disregard their entire work I do agree with the statement, but the way she gives it is so fucking condescending that it is like it's, yeah, it's yeah. tragic. It's really it's the thing I love about this movie is that it, it you you it makes you th- sympathize with characters you would not sympathize with in another movie. Fields is just so good at like writing people, just letting you know. Like again, this is a guy who made a movie. Jackie O'Haley's a fucking convicted child molester, and he made him a sad character you feel bad for by the end, which any other movie could not fucking do that, really. Yeah, that's, uh, you really just don't uh, see movies like that. There's like this weird run in, like, the early 2000s, like, kind of tries to do that. There's the, uh, like, Kevin Bacon movie, where he's, like, uh, 
like convicted pedophile when you're supposed to feel, feel like feel bad for him. Yeah. Uh, so there's the Wisman it's called. Yeah. And all the weird yeah, I have not seen but, that, uh, but I'm, I've always been curious about it. Uh, one of my favorite ones of that is uh, There Will Be Blood. Like that is one that, that yeah. one's way more. That one's way more like overtly telling you this character is a piece of shit because by the end it's just like he's alone in a mansion shooting guns and drinking all day like yeah, it's, it's not the same but there is like that same of like you're just watching this vile human being go insane he's the main character and you're just like with them for fucking three hours and just you're either for that or you're not yeah. if there's like one uh, sort of nego i have about this, uh, about this movie is that it's it's three hours long like every movie has to be fucking three hours now like we talked about avatar which like earned its runtime and this is good but it kind of drags towards the middle like yeah, you, you could have like feel feels that. easily could have cut yeah yeah i know there's so much you could have cut and it seems to be a problem with with big movies now is that they're all like three hours to two and a half hours fucking i didn't see black panther 2 i know you did that's two hours and 40 mm-hmm. minutes i would have I would have lost my fucking mind trying to sit through a movie like that. Uh, you really just have to be like, you have to be high off like the fucking uh, like Breaking Bad meth in order to like properly endure that. I but, mean, I, uh, I had read. I yeah, had... like I almost went to go see uh, Babylon today, like the new Chazelle movie. Like I finished work early and I was like, oh, I have time. Maybe I'll see this. And then I saw the runtime and it's like, no, fuck this. I and do want to see I, that. I really I'm don't have three hours of this. Yeah, I want to see that, but I'm not going to the theater to see uh-huh. that. Like, I, I do, I've heard it's insane. And um, mm. I've heard it's nuts and I, I do want to see it. But I'm going to wait till it comes at home because I'm like, I'm so like just tired of three hour movies because like yeah I, and, I, and it's going on now it's still going like i know creed 3 is supposed to be two hours and 50 minutes and evil dead rises apparently has a two hour runtime. no evil dead movie should be longer than 90 minutes that's just no, unacceptable no. no like like the longest evil dead movie is like the the new one and that's 93 minutes long what the fuck are you doing like i know uh skidamarink which i'm like kind of interested uh it's going to be out here soon, but again, like for the premise of that, it's like 140 minutes. And Are you it's serious? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, uh, I was talking to our, <laughs> our mutual friend, Brian, uh, who like, might come on at some point. Uh, we'll see if the stars align. But she was talking about like, yeah, this, uh, it's a good movie, but it's like two hours for some fucking reason. What like, fuck? why? What uh, <laughs> why? Okay, I looked at it, it's 100 minutes, but even then, that's too long for what is ostensibly an uh, yeah, yeah. experimental horror film. Like, I don't know, I, I feel like that's a movie, like, 15 minutes, like, from what I've read about I'm like, maybe 15 minutes is all you need. Like, this is a short film that's being, like, dragged out. Yeah. I don't know, I haven't seen it, I've heard a lot about it. A lot of movies that get acquired by Shudder tend to be, like, big talkers for, like, a month, and then everyone forgets about them, so we'll see, but... It is made in Canada, so I'd yeah. love to support. I uh, love to support the locals. So, but uh, you like going back to that scene. Um, one of the weird, like other political things about this is like denazification. Oh, like yeah. she has that conversation with her mentor, played by fucking um, what's his shit, uh, yeah, no. Master Pycelle, uh, oh, Julian yeah. Glover, and he's talking about like. Yeah, uh, like I knew a guy during World War Two. Like he was German. He wasn't a Nazi. He wasn't like into that shit. But like after the war, he still had to like, like confess his sins and go through denazification. 
and that's like that's just like what people have to do now you have to like even if you're not like a bad person you just have to like constantly like signal to the world that you're not that you're like a good wholesome liberal yeah no and that's what i love too is this movie is not like the we make fun of it it's like the uh, own the libs movie but i do think it's it's so much more than that because again it, it confronts everybody like it's not just like it's confronting uh generations that think we have to disregard art because of xxx but it's also like confronting these institutions of older men who have completely fucked other people up because of their bullshit like again it is it's a movie that hates everybody in a way <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's ultimately why I like it, because, like, in lesser hands, like, if this was fucking, like, some, like, Daily Wire shit, like, we've made fun of it before, but, like, Ben Shapiro's movies are just, like, so fucking, like, on the nose, and just, like, they're just, like, very little you can, like, derive artistically from them, and, like, if this was one of those movies, it would be this complete dog shit, like, every scene would be the fucking, like, her owning that fucking like the them uh, Juilliard student, yeah. but uh, Fields is smart enough to not do that. Yeah, I do, and I think I think it's funny that like I don't know if Ben Shapiro has seen this movie, but I would love his opinion. Uh, I would legit love to hear what he because I I don't think he's smart enough to understand it, which would make it very fucking funny. He'd probably hate it because like half the characters in this are gay, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. wrap this up because uh, we're approaching the hour mark uh there was like this weird discourse around like comic books a few years ago and it was like a byproduct of fucking gamergate going full circle to that of like i think it's a comics gate or some dumb bullshit but it was, but it was like like overtly fucked up than gamergate was ah uh, god like yeah there's some uh real heads involved in that yeah. but uh like one of the byproducts of uh like discourse wise was like gay characters of like of like turning like traditionally straight characters gay or like Iceman or fucking Robin or whatever and it's like or having like gay villains like I read some um like Batman comic recently where like the Joker's a drag queen and it's like uh it's like where, where do you like draw the line on like having gay characters in media like this yeah, and it's just I, I, that's a line that we don't know where to go yet because we're just starting but i think this is a great this is a great one for that because i think again I, I i i have no idea how much uh feel like again it, it, he seems to know everything about classical music and he fucking co-invented big league chew i don't know if you ever heard about that uh i know all of it yeah he co-founded uh... co a gum company like what the fuck <laughs> Oh, but Hell yeah. real quick, I just want to throw this in. Bro. That scene where she threatens that child in German is one of the most fucking horrifying <laughs> things I have, I have ever seen in a movie. That shit drove me fucking crazy. Like, just, and if I actually speak in German too, just makes it even more intense. Because German is, German is such a fucking harsh language. Yeah, that's, uh, I, that, that, uh, that particular scene was like making the rounds on tour. And that was like, that's like, I saw that like literally before walking into the movie and just like out of context it's so fucking perfect because like, evil lesbian Kate Blanchett she's just like she has like interesting clothing in this she like describes herself as like you know like a butch uh, you whole lesbian but she's like 
just like dressing in shorts and like yeah. suits all the time. She dresses in stuff she that like... men would wear, which is a very interesting. Yeah, thing. yeah. And it's a character trait too, which actually like makes it more interesting. And <clears throat> but that whole like, <laughs> but also I love that scene because it also hammers on that she's probably an abuser because she tells that girl, if you tell mm-hmm. anyone that I said that to you, they're not going to believe you. Like they could it, believe you. It yeah. is something like she says it in a way that like she's clearly said this to someone else beforehand. Because it's just too perfectly fucking rehearsed. It is like, again, the, the small details are really what make this movie the, like int- a meal. Like, it's not just the bigger picture. It's these little moments that are just so, so fucking fascinating. That was uh, probably like the last thing that a uh, girl who committed suicide heard before uh, before uh, doing that. Like, yeah, that whole uh, part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. You have this, like, central figure who you never see but just like rooms over the entire movie because fucking like tar maybe bullied her into suicide but yeah yeah no i think and i think that and that's again i think this movie has a lot of horror-esque imagery and the way it's directed is very um it's very again it almost feels like a psychological horror film the way some of the shots are done like god but uh yeah well to wrap this up this is a absolutely fucking delicious movie and i think it's hilarious that this seems to be like if this film does win big it's going to be seen by a wider audience and i don't know if many of them are ready for it i really don't i don't know if the the general public is ready for a movie to challenge them like this yeah it's probably not gonna win best picture the fucking uh like fucking stupid daniels brothers movie is probably gonna win it but yeah that's uh the fact that's even like nominated in the first place is just fucking perfect like what are you thinking man like this movie is about you fuckers yeah no and again no hollywood doesn't know subtext anymore i think it i think it has a good shot for best screenplay probably best actress too i think it's gonna win either or um i would love michelle yo to win though god damn it i've been watching her stuff since i was like a teenager in high school because i used to get all those like old hong kong action movies on bootleg so the fact that now this woman may actually win an Oscar is like, oh, fuck. I am uh, kind of disappointed that, like, that's the movie she's winning for. Yeah, because, no, like, it's just... I feel like at her, like, overall filmography, there's, like, vastly better movies fucking, in there. Yeah, but, Police you know, Story 3. Oh, fuck fucking, it. Just, why not? Fucking Crouching, oh, fuck yes. Fuck Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is a better movie than everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> that's not saying much, because that movie's uh, kind, of, kind of boring. Join us next time for... Um, Whatever we decide to do. I think it's the departed. So. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, oh. Our departed episode <laughs> where it's just going to be us for an hour shitting on Mark Wahlberg. That's really all it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to die. I want you to know something. I was in a pharmacy a while ago. It was a really good looking pharmacist behind the counter. Really good looking. I went up and I asked where the cough syrup was. I didn't even have a cough. And I almost bought it. I'm talking about a completely superfluous bottle of cough syrup. That's like six bucks. Are you joking?